0: I'm Marilyn Dennis, and this is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode will be speaking with designer and contractor, Ramson Kachi, who's listening to this intro right now. He's a dear friend. Am I right? Yes, you are. Regular <laughs> guest on my talk show and have been for a long time, correct?
1: You are correct.
0: Okay. He's the founder and owner of Kachi Design & Build, a design firm specializing in residential, commercial, retail, and hospitality projects, as well as Kachi Interiors, Inc., specializing in interior decorating and styling. The guy knows what he's talking about. Now that we're spending so much time at home, Ramson's going to share some of the latest trends he's seeing when it comes to what sorts of rentals and upgrades people are making, which changes he thinks are most important, and not just for resale value, but for improving our own quality of life. So how did that sound, Ramson Kachi? Fantastic. You have done this before, I can tell. I have done this before, (laughs) but we haven't done a podcast before. And I thought, you know, it's been since last April that I started. And you know, when we started these podcasts, it was about what does this look like? Who are we talking to like Joe rich and talking to doctors, but I'll tell you, you couldn't have told me that the housing market was going to go through the roof. You couldn't have told me that people were leaving the city to go to the cottage and live there forever. I mean,
1: what, I mean, could you have called this? I'm going to tell you the landscape across all of it has changed. So there's so much to talk about in this podcast because everything has changed where people want to live, how they want to live, what things cost and how difficult it is to do certain things. Um, There's so much to talk about because you can't just rely on the old way that we used to do things because things are different now.
0: Well, okay. In June, 2020, professionals who list their services on a home renovation site reported a 58% increase in requests from homeowners from June, 2019 with queries about home extensions, additions, That was up by 52%. Some homeowners are converting garages into work studios, studios, which you have uh, absolutely seen, or adding a shed in the yard for an office. Others are renovating the basement to turn it into a yoga studio or a classroom. And those who have started projects before the pandemic are looking at those original design plans and going, you know what? Maybe not so much. So what on the floor plan in the residential sector have you found the biggest change?
1: Uh, The biggest change I'm going to say is adding specialty rooms uh, so that you're correct in in saying that people are wanting specialized rooms, uh, uh, an isolated area where they can do work from home, uh, a space that they can convert for exercise, but more so we're seeing just a general Uh, rise in in renovations overall so people are now looking at their homes and saying okay I have to spend so much time here I am not happy with this kitchen this family room how this all works because now everybody's in these spaces all the time so we're seeing bathroom renovations uh, kitchen renovations I just got off a zoom call this morning where people want to renovate the entire main floor and I, I I give them all the same spiel slow down and think it through because uh, everything is different now. So we, we, we'll talk about that. But there's so much to really think about. Yeah, What is different now then? Well, what's different is that, number one, the, the industry, the construction industry on the residential side, commercial has slowed down substantially. Mm-hmm. On the residential side, it is extremely busy. Uh, the challenge on the commercial side or on the residential side is that we cannot get materials. Lumber prices have skyrocketed. They literally have doubled in some areas. And, and so that is a challenge. Then on top of that, uh, production is hindered all over the world. So getting materials is difficult. Uh, couple that with with suppliers now, the mentality now is they don't want to warehouse things. So they order as they need it. So now you got supply chain issues mm. affecting that order as I needed concept. So you go and order tiles. Well, that is the only time you'll find out when they go ahead and place that order, you get a call 3 weeks later to say, "Oh, by the way, that tile is discontinued. We can't get it anymore." So you're you're planning this renovation, you're planning this design, you've picked everything, and then 3 weeks later, 4 weeks later, you go to buy the tile and it's no longer available. Now that changes the entire platform of what you're doing because all of a sudden you can't get that tile that really flows with everything that you designed. Then on top of that, Um, Plumbing supplies. Uh, It's very hard to get rough-in supplies for plumbing. the stuff that goes in the wall. Uh, Those are hindered as well. So those all delay timelines. And so what we do now to combat that is that when we have a renovation planned and we have a signed agreement and we know we're going to start, we buy everything up front. We buy the tiles, we buy the plumbing fixtures, we buy the hard, we buy everything up front. We have it brought into our office, we warehouse it in our storage so that we know that we have what we need to, to tackle that renovation and get it to the end. Um, Labor, labor challenges are always there, but labor is okay you know, aside from Mm -hmm. the fact that you got to conform to COVID rules right now. So we have to limit the number of people on job sites. We make sure that we don't have multiple trades on a job site at once. We give people access to the, to, to, the job site so that we can get the job done without having, you know, tens of people there. Um, so you follow those guidelines, but the most important thing is having availability to those materials.
0: Yeah, right. And I just remember when everything started uh, out last March, April, when really people were in the middle of a renovation, um, when it came to a deposit to a retailer that would sell tiles or whatever, people were going, No money down, because you don't know if that business is still going to exist.
1: Right. You don't know if business is going to exist. You don't know if they're going to be there. The doors may be shut down. There's been a few biz- businesses that have gone out and um, it, it's been tough. Uh, the other challenge is quoting jobs. So when people are asking oh. for a quote, so they come to you and they say, can you, can you give me a price for doing this? Well, how do you give a price for a job where in a week and a half, your your material costs can double on you and, and you right. don't know that. Right. So right. that's a challenge as well. And, and who holds who holds the bag on that one? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Does a contractor aye. pay the extra? Who holds the bag on that one? Yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: So, so with that all in mind and with the change as it is right now, and how long do you think this is going to continue? Not, not the lockdown, but let's just say the lockdown is lifted. Is it forever changing the industry as you know it?
1: In some ways, uh, yes. Like I said, the fact that a lot of suppliers will not inventory things—they're not going to put their money out there to have a warehouse full of stuff for you—I think that is is just been a trend, anyways, in the past decade that people don't inventory a lot; they order as you need it. Uh, this whole supply chain—you um, know—the uh, fact that there things aren't available—I think we will still feel that for the next year to come. Uh, okay. I think there's going to be challenges because it will take time for them to catch up and get onto things. Uh, we, we just deal with it. And, and I think it's important that consumers have awareness about that too. So they don't have false expectations and, and mm-hmm. they understand that these things have to be dealt with. Well, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? Well, the deposits up front have to be a little bigger because now we have to put out more cash to buy things. Well, if the consumer understands that, then they understand they're putting that money out, but they have to make sure that money's being used to buy the materials. So, You you can see where the potential for problems become. If you're an unscrupulous contractor, you can say, well, I need more money up front, right? And then see you later. I'm gone. You can't find me. So all of a sudden, all that money's gone. So you know, there is potential challenges. You still have to be careful. You still can't put your guard down. You have to do things right and have contracts and have clarity on what you're doing. But understand that these things have happened now, which put everybody in a different situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to deal with it.
0: You have to deal with it, and you have to keep track of and journal and make sure if you're going to be the project manager that you know what was said and what is delivered. Now, having said that, well, who wants to live through a renovation? So the renovation time could be really extended, Ram. So no matter how good of a contractor you are,
1: it, it can be. And and I'll give you an example. We we you know there's projects that we have had ongoing. And, uh, all of a sudden we get word that the hardwood floor is just not available. Can't get it. Oh. And, and, and we didn't buy it up front because it was, it was before this happened and we started the job and, um, it wasn't available and it's not going to be available for six to eight weeks yet. Mm-hmm. So what happens to the job? It has to stop. Like there's just nothing you can do. Um, and, and so those, those challenges are there. The trades are extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens now is they can't, you know, here here's the thing. Everybody loves work, right? We all want work, we want money, we want to make money. Um, but but not everybody has the the I don't want to not everybody has the 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 mindset that you know what I'll just take what I can handle. Like <laughs> some people just keep taking. So go, what go happens, go 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 go, right? Right. Yeah. So you get overworked, you can't meet the demand, you start letting people down, and that's what I see happening. I see trades letting people down. So Um, sub trades and trades are excellent at what they do. The tile setter is excellent at what he does, but maybe he's not great at running a business. Maybe he's not great at client relations. So he doesn't tell the truth all the time or speak it the way it's supposed to be spoken and and, and before coming with with information. So yeah, I'll be there. I'll do it. And all of a sudden he doesn't show up or he's Mm -hmm. so busy. He starts hiring his, his buddy that doesn't necessarily do tiles, but He's hiring him because he needs somebody. So all of a sudden, uh, you see how all these things start to become yeah. a problem. And yeah. we even see that on our jobs. And the cabinet installer is sending a new new installer. I'm like, what's going on? Who's this guy? Well, he's just one of our other installers. Well, he's not as good as the other guy. So hold on a minute. I don't want him on my job site. You know. So these things start to happen because everybody's stretched.
0: It's almost like if you really, because we're living at home and we're doing the right thing, that if you are just tired of something, but it's still functional, it's like, and I don't want to take work away from you, just live with it until the lockdown is up so that you can, you know, get what you want at the right time rather than versus, let's say, if something is falling apart and it really needs to be done. Like there's the wants column and the needs column.
1: Right. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're, you're you're so right about that. There is a side of, I need this done. And there's a side of, you know what, I, I, I can't go out. I can't go to restaurants. I can't spend money anywhere because it makes us feel good to spend money. What do I do? I'm going to fix my house up. This this is driving me nuts. This kitchen, I need it done. So the Zoom call this morning was about the lady who started with her husband said, I, we got to get this bathroom done. I can't stand it. And then the husband turns around and says, well, I can't stand the kitchen. We should really look at the kitchen as well. Well, if we're going to do the kitchen, we should do the whole main floor because <laughs> I don't like the foyer. I don't like the laundry room, the powder room. So all of a sudden it's a whole floor, whole main floor, plus the master ensuite that's got to get renovated. Wow. Uh, and I said to them, I said, okay, so let's take a step back. And understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And and the first thing I ask people is how long have you been there and how long do you intend on living there? And their answer was, we've been here 15 years. We intend on living here at least another 10. Okay. So that's okay. You're going to make an investment. Um, Have you looked at what your house is worth right now? And have you looked into what you could sell it for if you did all this work? And they said, no. I said, well, then how do you know what you're going to spend and what's worth spending? Because if you're House is worth $100 right now, and after renovations, and it looks beautiful, it's going to be worth $200, then you can spend $100 and know your money's always safe, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go spend $200 and you can only get $200 for the house, and you paid $100 already, you're upside down $100. So that's not a good investment. So that $100 becomes personal enjoyment. And know you're going to lose that over the next little bit. But as long as you know that and you're enjoying Mm -hmm. your house and it's going to make you love your house that much more, then it's okay to spend it. That's the rationalization you should have. Then the other thing is take your time. The design phase and the planning phase is so important. Uh, That is the phase that will protect you from all the problems that are to come, okay? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I use this analogy for people and and it's such a fitting analogy. If you want to go to Florida, Maryland, you know that if you take a look at the sun and, and based on where it is and you head south based on that, you'll eventually get there. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. it may take you some time, but you know, if you looked at a map and you charted that course and you and you had your map clearly laid out, not only will you get there quicker, you'll also use less gas. That's really that's the plan of having a design package all set with all the details and knowing which road you're going to take and how you're going to go there, it's just going to be more efficient and less stressful and 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 that's the thing people have to come to terms with that right now we're all so frustrated and so tired of being locked down that we just want to do things to feel good and renovations one of my clients said you know what i'm not spending it on clothes i'm not spending it on vacationing so i'm going to spend it on my house It's so
0: i've heard that time and time again and i also hear people saying okay i just need a door to shut so i can get on a zoom call now I want to blame shows like the Marilyn Dennis show for doing the before and afters and it happening in an hour. So that we now know that that is not a, a possibility. We now know if something is broken and you really need a fix, that's when you should really get a fix. And maybe wait till 2022, do a Pinterest thing, do a vision board, and then call someone like Ramson. But the floor plans have changed. I remember talking to Linda Reeves a couple of years ago from house and home saying, well, you know, the office is gone now because people have got their laptop and they go from room to room. Not anymore. I think the offices are back in style again because that door needs to be shut. Are you finding more requests for that?
1: Yes. So let let me, why go far? I'll tell you myself. I'm in the middle of building a house. I'm in the building, middle of, of doing my own home and my mentality has changed. So I had a big room in the basement that I was really struggling what to do. And I I thought I'd just make it a a playroom and a a hangout room and stuff. Well, that's all changed. It is now a dedicated home gym. And and this whole conversation happened because my son and my daughter were going to move out. They bought a place. And the conversation became, well, wait a second, Brianna, Dane, do you really have to move into your house? Why don't you move in with me? Rent that because it's just a better investment now. So let somebody else carry that place and move into the house with me. Um, And and now the mentality is I got all these people in the house. We all need places to go because not everybody wants to be around each other all the time. Right. So now we need dedicated spaces. A home gym is so important because uh, we're all active. They all work out. So having that space is great. I'm creating a a home theater media room because that's a great space. Not only can you just get away because you have an isolated room that's soundproofed that you can get in if you want to have uh, zoom meetings or conversations. It's a great room to do it in because it's soundproof. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. not being used all the time for watching TV, but it also allows you get away from the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had more room to create a home office because I think that is something again that that it, it, it's just going to be a huge demand for it. We used to have these spaces that we call dens. You walk in, and there's a den on the right side, dining room on yes. the left, um, and then after a while, people are going, "What do I need a den for?" It's just the more room, more furniture for a room that I got to furnish and I'm not going to use. Well, hello, everybody's like dying for a den now, and then, yeah. and then the question is, put doors on it for me because. I don't want to hear. I want to be able to go in and close the doors, right? Yeah.
0: When the door is shut, mommy's on zoom, right? right? That's the whole idea. So, so the floor plans have really changed. Unfortunately, our friends that own gyms are really struggling. So we've had to make it so we could do it on our own through a zoom class, through a Peloton, whatever, however you're taking classes. A lot of people are not returning back to that. Uh, That's one of the things that are happening. Uh, Kitchens Uh, now kitchens, You know, like my kitchen, which you built is like, you know, great kitchen. It's got a TV in it. It's got no table in it because I just wanted to have one table, which was in the dining room, which is very simple table. Uh, Are you finding more places, more, more like is the dining room still important or is the dining room being changed into an office? Because that's where they're landing now.
1: Well, the, 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 everybody is doing what they have to do to survive through this. So they are yeah. uh, transforming dining room spaces depending on the size of the home. Right. Um, you know, for your house, for instance, your dining room is fairly close to your kitchen. And I I personally don't like redundant spaces. So what's the sense Not in either. having a table here and then 10 feet over, you got another table that you never use, right? So use right. your dining room every day. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, the, the, the kitchen is taking um, more of a beating because – you have more people around and you have more people there people are home they're not going out to dinner as much so everybody's home for dinner so in my new kitchen for instance my mentality is that i' I'm, I'm putting a full-size fridge full-size freezer because we want to have um you know groceries you don't want to be running the store every minute mm-hmm. um and i'm putting two cooktops in right side by side because i find with everybody cooking my daughter wants to do her own cooking my son likes to to have his own thing. And and then Judy and I cook together. So the the kitchen gets cluttered really quickly and and it can't keep up to the demand. So that's one of the challenges right now is designing kitchens. And frankly, you know, when you're designing spaces, you have to design with two trains of thought. Number one, uh, on everyday use and then uh, at capacity, meaning when there's, you know, when you have people over or everybody's there at once, it has to be able to sustain capacity at mm-hmm. maximum capacity, but mm-hmm. it has to also be comfortable to use on a day-to-day basis. So you have to really think mm-hmm. two ways. Um, and, and I find that capacity is is getting pushed to the limit because everybody's home all the time.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. They used to say the best parties are in the kitchen. There are no parties. There's just a no. the family party. And it's, get out of my way. And you didn't put the the dishes in the dishwasher. Hey, the dishwasher hasn't been emptied yet. Nobody turned the dishwasher on. So I have heard that some people, if they can afford it, if this is like, you know, leaps and bounds, that they're doing two dishwashers.
1: Yeah, two dishwashers. And dishwashers are not, like, like you can get a dishwasher for, for a reasonable amount of money. We're not talking $2,000 dishwashers. With No. But it, no. It's not, the, the installation of a dishwasher is not difficult. So if mm-hmm. you have a two-foot wide cabinet that you think, I don't need this two-foot wide cabinet, you can always drop a dishwasher in, run the pipes to the sink cabinet if it's close enough, and you can install a second dishwasher. They have 18-inch dishwashers as well that are only 18 inches wide. I, I find that two dishwashers really help when in a busy household. So with, before COVID, I used to have family over all the time, and that was the, that was the bottleneck, is when all the dishes come back, there's no place to put them. There's one dishwasher that fills up quickly when you have 20 people over, and, and then that's the limit, right? And that's what I say. You get these mm-hmm. elements that create bottlenecks in your system. Mm -hmm. and if a dishwasher is one of those then then you you know it's not an expensive thing you can even pick one up uh used if you really really want to and Mm -hmm. and put a second dishwasher if you have the place for it um but sinks as well if the sink is not big enough if it can't accommodate and landing space so when you're when you're thinking about your kitchen when things come to the kitchen or people are working in the kitchen um, most often kitchens are designed without adequate landing space so you have no room to put things as it comes out of the sink or the oven. Right. Right. And those are bottlenecks. Those are bottlenecks in the design. Right.
0: And then, you know, like I love my house so much, but I go, I'm sick of you. Sick of you does not mean it's not working. We are going no. through, I'm sick of you. Like we're going through that thing. And then we look at magazines and we're going, oh, I really want that stuff. The, the, the point is that if you're living in your space right now, write down the things that don't make you happy because you're doing it every day. And when the budget is there, write down your wish list. call somebody like Ramson and decide, is it worth the money? And are you going to stay? I love your whole thing about how long are you going to stay in the house? Yeah. Because that that is like that's so important. And then on that, it's like, are you always thinking about resale value? Do you always have a a real estate sign, like, you know, in your mind, in the front of your house? Because if you do, why are you putting money into the house? So someone else will come to renovate.
1: Absolutely. I always think about every house. I think about it as a business decision. You have to. You, you think yeah. about it as a business decision and anybody that doesn't um, either has money to waste. And, and yeah. there are clients like that, that it doesn't matter. There is no limit. And, and yeah, I know I spent uh, twice what this house is worth, but that's okay. But we're not all like that. So no. I look at every decision as a business decision, but also, mm-hmm. Don't get caught up with rules that are just regurgitated all the time, and I, I, I struggle with this when real estate agents or, or just the, people in general say, "Well, you get twenty percent of your money back, you get ten percent of your money back for doing this." It's it's not that simple, right? That's a mm. great as, as a general rule. Yes, it's money's better investment in better invested in kitchens and bathrooms, um, but. As a general rule, you, you have to look at the big picture. How long have I been here? And, and don't just base it on what you bought it for 15 years ago because you've already made that money. You can't just say, I bought it for this and I've made all this money, so I'm going to spend it. No, no. You, you can sell this house now take all that money and put it in your pocket. So base it on what it is worth today, right now, as it is, you sold it now. What is it worth? And what is it worth if I do all these upgrades? And and that is the most sensible way to go about this because then you're investing your money wisely. You're never Mm -hmm. upside down. Uh, There's so many people I see that that overinvest in renovations Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden life changes for them and they have to sell the house. It just happens. Whether they go through a divorce or something happens and then all of a sudden you're taking a loss because you didn't anticipate that something might go wrong and I might have to get out of this house before I've had a chance for the market to go up and, and, and recoup my investment. Right? It's such
0: an emotional thing too. how many people have, how many, how many people have you dealt with that you do this renovation? And then they split afterwards because it is an emotional, not only financial investment.
1: I, I get stuck in the middle and, oh. and you know what? I'm, I'm good at dealing with that because I understand people's psychology. I understand uh, what couples, uh, you know, how to deal with couples so that they, yeah. they're both appeased. You take care of both person's needs. You understand and you hear both of them. And that's really the challenge. Any business has got to be some level of psychology of what you do. You have to understand your consumer and your client sure. so that you can advise sure. them properly. Um, but you can't take sides. You can't just appease the one side, one person. You know, of, of, of the couple, you can't just appease the other one. You have to hear both. You have to meet both their demands. But it is stressful for them, and it's it's quite interesting watching the dynamics between people because every couple is different. Oh. And um, you know, and and some people want nothing to do with it. Sometimes one one part of it, one couple. One person wants nothing to do with it. The other person deals with everything. One person deals with the money. The other person deals with the decisions. It's always different, you know? Ah, it's um, such
0: a game. It's a game, isn't it?
1: It it's is, a game. it is. But, oh, but wow. Because it's a game, you have to understand how the game is played. You yeah. have to play it right. You have to play it by the rules, which means everything in writing, everything documented, everything clear, nothing based on uh, just conversation because people forget, things change. Um, and we we go out of our way to, to put everything in writing in the way of change orders. So every time they ask for something, it has to be on a piece of paper and they have to get it because people forget that they asked for this extra, they asked for that. Next thing you know, they asked for 15 things extra and they didn't keep tracking I can't be responsible if you're not keeping track of your paperwork, right. but I can do my best to give you the information, <laughs> right? So exactly. that no. so, so that you can keep track of everything, so that you know where you're going with your costs, right? Lot lot
0: of lessons in there, uh, Rams, and really, uh, there's a have to and I want. Uh, uh, we're all in lockdown. Uh, we're hoping that it will get a little bit better. And, uh, you know, maybe I can get my house painted eventually, but I'm not going to worry about that until 2022, 2023. I've already had that talk with myself. It's okay. The way it is. Things are okay. The way, uh, the way they are, but I'm going to stop you there. Make (laughs) sure
1: you take care of the outside of your house more than the inside. Make sure you maintain the outside. Okay. Okay. Because that's people, people start focusing on where they're spending the time and they focus on spending any effort and energy, but the outside of the house, don't let that go. You have Mm -hmm. always taken care of the outside of your house. Mm -hmm. And and that is what keeps the elements out and don't let that go because if that goes, all that beautiful stuff inside can get damaged.
0: Well, always great advice from you. So good to talk to you. Where can people follow Ramson?
1: Well, they can follow me on Instagram at Ramson Kachi. They can uh, follow my YouTube channel because we're doing a whole series on that house I'm doing. Um, So they can follow that. And of course, on the Maryland dentist show,
0: which I think of the three, that's my favorite. Of course, Uh, Tell everybody how to spell your last name, Ramson.
1: K H A C H I. How long you've been in the business? Oh my gosh. I think uh, since 1989. So that is about uh, 30, 32 years.
0: We appreciate that. Well, it's a long time. And no matter where you're listening uh, from uh, all over the world, because this is where this podcast goes, some great advice from Ramson Kachi. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Marilyn. Nice talking to you. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.